0: On February 28th, we commemorate Venerable Basil the Confessor, companion of Venerable Procopius of Decapolis, Blessed Nicholas Salos of Scove, the Fool for Christ, Hieromartyr Proterius, Patriarch of Alexandria, Hieromartyr Nestor, Bishop of Magdos in Pamphylia, Venerable Marina and Kira of Syria, Venerable Domnica or Domina of Syria, St. Basil the Confessor was a monk and suffered during the reign of the iconoclast Emperor Leo the Saurian, 717-741. When a persecution started against those who venerated holy icons, St. Basil and his companion, St. Procopius of Decapolis, commemorated on February 27th, were subjected to much torture and locked up in prison. Here, both martyrs languished for a long while until the death of the impious emperor, when the Holy Confessors Basil and Procopius were set free along with other venerators of holy icons, they continued in their monastic struggles, instructing many in the Orthodox faith and the virtuous life. St. Basil died peacefully in the year 750. Blessed Nicholas of Skov lived the life of a holy fool for more than three decades. Long before his death, he acquired the grace of the Holy Spirit and was granted the gifts of wonderworking and of prophecy. The Skov people of his time called him Mikula, Mikola or Nikola, the Fool. Even during his lifetime, they revered him as a saint, even calling him Mikula the Saintly. In February 1570, after a devastating campaign against Novgorod, Tsar Ivan the Terrible moved against Skov, suspecting the inhabitants of treason. As the Skov chronicler relates, the Tsar came, with great fierceness, like a roaring lion, to tear apart innocent people and to shed much blood. On the first Saturday of Great Lent, the whole city prayed to be delivered from the Tsar's wrath. Hearing the peal of the bell for matins and Skov, the Tsar's heart was softened when he read the inscription on the 15th-century wonderworking working Lyubyatov tenderness icon of the Mother of God, commemorated on March 19th in the monastery of St. Nicholas. The Tsar's army was at Lyubyatov. Be tender of heart, he said to his soldiers. Blunt your swords upon the stones and let there be an end to killing. All the inhabitants of Skov came out upon the streets, and each family knelt at the gate of their house, bearing bread and salt to meet the Tsar. On one of the streets, Blessed Nicholas ran toward the Tsar, astride a stick, as though riding a horse, and cried out, Ivanushka, Ivanushka, eat our bread and salt, and not Christian blood. The Tsar gave orders to capture the holy fool, but he disappeared. Though he had forbidden his men to kill, Ivan still intended to sack the city. The Tsar attended a Molibin at the Trinity Cathedral, and he venerated the relics of Holy Prince Vesavod Gabriel, commemorated on February 11th, and expressed his wish to receive the blessing of the holy fool Nicholas. The saint instructed the Tsar by many terrible sayings, to stop the killing and to not plunder the holy churches of God. But Ivan did not heed him and gave orders to remove the bell from the Trinity Cathedral. Then, as the saint prophesied, the Tsar's finest horse fell dead. The Blessed One invited the Tsar to visit his cell under the bell tower. When the Tsar arrived at the cell of the saint, he said, Hush, come in and have a drink of water from us. There is no reason you should shun it. Then the Holy Fool offered the Tsar a piece of raw meat. I am a Christian and do not eat meat during Lent, said Ivan to him. But you drink human blood, the saint replied. Frightened by the fulfillment of the saint's prophecy and denounced for his wicked deeds, Ivan the Terrible ordered a stop to the looting and fled from the city. The old Prichniki, witnessing this, wrote, The mighty tyrant departed beaten and shamed, driven off as though by an enemy. Thus did a worthless beggar terrify and drive off the Tsar with his multitude of a thousand soldiers. Blessed Nicholas died on February 28, 1576, and was buried in the Trinity Cathedral of the city he had saved. Such honors were granted only to the Skov princes and later on to bishops. The local veneration of the saint began five years after his death. In the year 1581, during a siege of Skov by the soldiers of the Polish King Stephen Bathory, the Mother of God appeared to the blacksmith Dorotheus, together with a number of Skov saints, praying for the city. Among these was Blessed Nicholas. The account about the Skov protection icon of the Mother of God is found under October 1st. At the Trinity Cathedral, they still venerate the relics of Blessed Nicholas of Skov, who was a holy fool in the flesh, and by assuming this holy fool, he became a citizen of the heavenly Jerusalem. He also transformed the tsar's wild thoughts into mercy. The hieromarker Proterius, Patriarch of Alexandria, and those with him the priest Proterius lived in Alexandria during the patriarchal tenure of Dioscorus, 444-451, an adherent of the Monophysite heresy of Eutyus. Proterius fearlessly denounced the heretics and confessed the Orthodox faith. In 451 at the Fourth Ecumenical Council of Chalcedon, the heresy of Eutyus was condemned and the teaching of Christ as perfect God and perfect man, existing in these two natures unconfusedly and indivisibly and immutably and inseparably, was set forth. The heretic Dioscorus was deposed and exiled, and Proterius, distinguished for his strict and virtuous life, was placed upon the patriarchal throne of Alexandria. However, many supporters of Dioscorus remained in Alexandria. Rebelling against the election of Proterius, they rioted and burned the soldiers who were sent out to pacify them. The pious emperor Marcian, 450-457, deprived the Alexandrians of all the privileges they were accustomed to, and sent new and reinforced detachments of soldiers. The inhabitants of the city then quieted down and begged patriarch Proterios to intercede with the emperor to restore their former privileges to them. The kindly saint consented and readily obtained their request. After the death of Marcian, the heretics again raised their heads. Presbyter Menignus, the cat himself striving for the patriarchal dignity and taking advantage of the absence of the prefect of the city, was at the head of the rioters. Saint Proterius decided to leave Alexandria, but that night he saw in a dream the holy prophet Isaiah who said to him, Return to the city, I am waiting to take you. The saint realized that this was a prediction of his martyric end. He returned to Alexandria and concealed himself in a baptistry. The insolent heretics broke into this refuge and killed the patriarch and six men who were with him. The fact that it was Holy Saturday and the canon of Pascha was being sung did not stop them. In their insane hatred, they tied a rope to the body of the murdered patriarch and dragged it through the streets. They beat and lacerated it, and finally they burned it, scattering the ashes to the wind. The Orthodox reported this to the Holy Emperor Leo 457-474 and St. Anatolius, Patriarch of Constantinople, commemorated on July 3rd. An army arrived at Alexandria. The rebellion was crushed, and Menignus was brought to trial and exiled. Regarding the death of the Hieromartyr Proterius, four Trachian bishops of his time wrote, We consider His Holiness, Proterius, to be in the ranks and choir of the saints, and we beseech God to be compassionate and merciful to us through his prayers. The higher martyr, Nestor, bishop of Magdos in Pamphylia, during a persecution against Christians under the Emperor Decius 249-251, was arrested while praying in his home. He learned of the suffering awaiting him through a peculiar vision. He saw a lamb prepared for sacrifice. The ruler of the city of Magdos sent him for trial to purge. On the way there, St. Nestor was strengthened in spirit when he heard a voice from heaven, after which an earthquake occurred. After cruel tortures at purge, the Hira Martyr was crucified in the year 250. Marina or Marana, and Kira, or Syrah, sisters by birth, lived during the 4th century in the city of Veria, or Berea, in Syria. Their parents were illustrious and rich, but the sisters left home and departed the city when they had reached maturity. Having cleared off a small plot of land, The Holy Virgins sealed up the entrance to their refuge with rocks and clay, leaving only a narrow opening through which food was passed to them. Their little hut had no roof, and so they were exposed to the elements. On their bodies they wore heavy iron chains and patiently endured hunger. During a three-year period, they ate food only once every forty days. Their former servants came to them, wanting to join their ascetic life. The saints put them in a separate hut next to their own enclosure, And they spoke to them through a window, exhorting them to deeds of prayer and fasting. The holy life of the holy ascetics Marana and Kira was described by Bishop Theodoret of Cyrus in his religiosa historica. Out of respect for his hierarchical dignity, the holy virgins allowed him into their dwelling. Theodoret conversed with them and persuaded them to remove the heavy chains they wore under their clothing. Kira, who was weak in body, was always stooped under their weight and was unable to sit upright. Once he left, however, they resumed wearing the chains. They lived in asceticism for forty years. They disturbed their solitude only to make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem to pray at the sepulcher of the Lord. During their journey, which took twenty days, they ate no food until they had prayed at the holy places. On the way back, they also went without eating. They did the same thing at another time, when they journeyed to the grave of the pro-martyr Thecla, commemorated on September 24th at Seleucia, Isauria. Saints Marana and Kira died in about the year 450. Their ascetical life equaled that of the great male ascetics of the desert, and they received the same crown of victory from Christ the Savior. Saint Dominica, or Domnina was a Syrian nun and a companion of Saints Marana and Kira.